0: Blue. On
1: a Saturday, hurry Welcome up. Town Baseball Junkies to another episode of the Small Town Baseball Commute. I'm your host, Josh Item, and let's get rolling. You might have heard on our podcast before that one thing we want to do is bring together a bunch of the different baseball communities from around the state. So this is one of those episodes. I got the chance to talk with Jim Ziegler of the Kewascom A's. Kewascom is on the east side of Wisconsin, sitting in kind of the middle of a triangle between Milwaukee and Sheboygan and Fond du Lac. The A's are part of the Rock River League over there. And Jim also runs a website, uh, wiskbaseball.org, among the many things he does. And there you can see the various leagues across Wisconsin, a list of different champions, all kinds of stuff. So let's get to it, Uh conversation with Jim Ziegler from the east side of Wisconsin.
2: Welcome again to the Small Town Baseball Commute. This is uh, an afternoon commute. Another Friday heading home from work. It seems like we kind of get our life together here by Fridays, and then we get our phone calls made. So on the line, let's get to it. I've got uh, Jim Ziegler from the Kiwaskum A's. Did I say that all right, Jim?
0: Yes, you did. Thanks for having
2: me, Josh. Yeah, you bet. Good afternoon. So Jim, you and I have—I uh, was—I was just uh, thinking we've—we've we've emailed before, but I don't know if we've ever actually talked before.
0: Yeah, I think this is probably the first time. I know we have exchanged yeah. quite a few emails over the years, but uh, first time touching base on the phone.
2: Well, I'm—I'm I'm glad we could invite all these people to listen in as our relationship evolves. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim, why don't you give us—give us a little backstory of—of kind of, um, of your path into town baseball, and then I know there's a couple other things for sure I want to get into with you, but let's start there. So how did you uh, end up an amateur baseball player?
0: Yeah, so I, I grew up in a small town, probably about a hour north of Milwaukee, and when I was a sophomore in high school, um, I was asked to come, you know, start playing with the Kioskames. There's a handful of guys uh, along with me in high school that were given that opportunity to do that, so we started you know, dabbling the last year of the high school, um, playing with the A's, and, you know, they were kind of going through a transition where the group that was there um, was going to be moving on, a lot of older guys, and we were kind of the next crop of young guys that were trying to get involved. So, um, like I said, started playing when I was 16, and then, you know, fresh out of high school then, plus started playing full-time all the way through college, and here I am 20-some years later <laughs> still playing. Yeah. So.
2: so you grew up in Key Washcomb. Did you grow up? Um, you know, I talked to Adam Churchill this morning from Elmwood, and Keith Myers talked about this from Cannon Falls, kind of growing up around the ballpark. Or did you think it was just something that was going on?
0: Actually, I, I grew up, uh, there's a community by like five minutes north of there um, called Camel Sport. That's where I went to high school. So the team was kind of consisted of a group of Camel Sport guys and Kiwoskin guys. So we kind of gelled together to have a team, um, at that point. So I, I didn't quite grow up in, 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 uh, Kewaskum. So I didn't really have that background knowledge of, you know, town ball and going to games and things like that. Um, but obviously grew up with a passion for baseball that, you know, it definitely fell into the right, the right place. Right. Right.
2: And that, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different paths in that I've, I've been noticing as we kind of talk to guys and you get guys who actually grew up at the park or had a family member, um, you know, I think Jim. I was more along the lines with what you're talking about. We had some really good town ball happening in Rochester when I grew up with the Royals, and it was something in the paper, but I can't remember, you know, my parents ever bringing me to a game or anything like that. I just it was. I knew it was a thing, and I love baseball. It sounds like kind of a similar, similar deal. And yeah. So now in in Kewaskum, you guys have had a really good team out there, right? I'm, I'm kind of constantly seeing seeing stuff where you guys are winning games. So why don't you brag on the A's for
0: a little bit? Part of that is um, we've got this, I don't know, this approach to we'll we'll play anytime, anywhere. So the fact you're seeing us out there all the time is just because we've always got games. We ended up getting 56 games in this summer, which was a little more than expected. But um, we kind of, when I knew we were going to have a season with COVID, I didn't know how long the season we were going to have. So um, I tried to cram as much in as I could in the short window we had and we didn't get a lot of rain out. (laughs) So it was a pretty full season, but I know, I mean, when we, when I first started with the team, we were kind of going through a a transition, like I had kind of mentioned, and you know, a lot of young guys, very talented, but just, you know, playing against older guys, adults, and just, you know, we, we always found did just enough to lose. So I went through those growing pains most of my time through college. And then as we all kind of the group that stayed together after we, moved through college um we definitely evolved into a a more successful product and we've kind of kept that rolling from there since probably about oh, 2008 i think it was kind of the year i like to think we arrived as far as like you know being one of the better teams in our league and just you know being competitive in general so yeah um so yeah i just tried to keep that going from there
2: yeah and you guys so t- tell me about it's uh it's the rock rock river league out there right so yep. Yep. tell me a little bit about kind of the structure on that, you know, kind of the nerdy baseball questions that all of us would ask that nobody else would care, but what are, what are the, what's kind of the structure out there? And then definitely let's get into talking about just Wisconsin baseball in general, but what
0: yeah, what does sure. it look
2: like over, over on your side?
0: Yeah. So I would say that there's a handful of leagues over here. Uh, the two biggest size leagues being the Rock River League and then the Land of Lakes. Uh, Land Lakes is more metro like Milwaukee area, and then the Rock River League is kind of like your smaller communities between like Madison, I say Fond du Lac, and Milwaukee. So, Keewaski kind of falls in that bubble. So, we definitely play those teams quite a bit outside of league play between the Rock River and Land Lakes, but you know, there's a lot of uh, so that's kind of our setup. They're both Sunday oriented leagues, um, but a lot of teams play, you know, we have night games and things like that too. So, it's our it basically basis comes from, like, a Sunday league, I would say. So but those are the two main leagues as far as that goes, like, in southeastern Wisconsin. Um, and we're a part of the Rock River League, like I said. So um, both leagues have been, I think, approaching, like, their 100th year of being around. So it's, there's a lot of history there. And, it's, you know, it's definitely – things have definitely changed over the years, but it's definitely, you know, an honor to kind of keep that tradition going.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's – and, and on, on your side of the state – it is a. It, I'm glad you said that because it, I think it is a deep tradition that I don't know if if on our side of the state because it's Minnesota that gets all the publicity right. over here, right? And I <laughs> and I think it's Jim Capel at ESPN has some Minnesota ties, so I think some stuff has gotten in there. And then you know Fox Sports did a thing over here, you know a town ball series over here. But um, Wisconsin they make fun of us, call us behind the cheddar curtain, the town ball Tuesdays guys. But there's a ton of history of baseball in Wisconsin, right? I saw, uh, was was it, I think it was on your website trying to do a little bit of research today, so I had a clue what to ask you about. But I want to say I saw some pictures of like a Rock River Hall of Fame where there was, um, who knows how long ago this was, Jim, but it was like your um, scorekeeper, I think, that was inducted into like a Hall of Fame. Yeah. So yep. there's all that kind of structure out there, right?
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, same thing with the other the other area league uh, being the Land of Lakes. There's a lot of history with both those leagues. And I guess I don't want to leave out a couple other leagues in the area too that kind of have a – like Wisconsin State League kind of – I know Eau Claire, the Cavs used to be in that league, but generally at this point it's like from Green Bay down to Northern Illinois. That's another league that, you know, is in the area with uh, more college-oriented teams, I would say. But we play a lot of those teams as well. So,
1: yeah, there's sure. definitely
0: a lot of – tradition and history and you know these things have existed for a long time in this area for sure
2: so for you guys at the at the end of the year now because you guys I think I saw you won the Rock River Championship this year in kind of the shortened season so throw throw the and we did some weird things over here in the WBA too so throw out a COVID year but what is a normal end of the season look like for the Rock River is there like, you, there's the Rock River Tournament. Like, how,
0: how do you win a championship over there? <laughs> so, this is a thing that I've been driving to hopefully evolve over the last few years and decade maybe at this point. But, um, so, yeah, the Rock River League consists of, we've been around around 20 teams. Um, so, we'll usually take the top maybe 40% of the teams, eight, eight teams usually, make the playoffs. And then we play, like, a, we play it down on a double a limb um, Saturday, Sundays, over the course of usually four weeks to determine a a grand champion for our league. Um, the land of lakes has operated similarly. There's been extensive conversations, uh, with a good friend of mine who is in charge of the lakes, um, about doing something together. And I'm hopeful, you know, that we're closer to that than we've been in the past, um, to kind of determine a, a Southeast Wisconsin, you know, type state champion. So, yeah. Well, okay,
2: so I, I said this to somebody this morning, and it's this is maybe gonna make me sound like a, a whiny little guy, right? But I'm, I it's worth saying, all right. So it, and I feel like also I feel like this podcast we've talked way too much about the fish winning the WBA this year. Cause it's not why I started the podcast. It's just I finally
0: no had it, time not- and
2: the right cell phone to do this. So the but so I've had two experiences with winning that WBA title over here in 2011 and this year. And both times there is a little piece of you because you're competitive, right? Probably, or, or whatever, or whiny, uh, however you want to say it, that when you walk away, you go like, yeah, but it was just this corner of Wisconsin. And it bothers me. Right. Right. Because it, it feels like, I, so, we, you know, you go back and people are like, oh, you guys are state champions. And you have to go, like, well, I mean, kind of, but kind of like Keewaskin was, too. And kind of
0: like, so this and other I, team, this I, other team, exactly. Yeah, it goes down all these yeah. champions of leagues, exactly. I mean, Did I would keep, say, with go, yeah, ahead. go
2: ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you keep, I noticed on your website on that whisk baseball that you'll have to tell us about, too. On that website, you, you kept a list in 2019 of, like, all the champions everywhere. And I swear to God, there were 73 teams on that. It was like everybody got a participation ribbon, right? So, well, and I think yeah, tell me more about that.
0: Yeah, so you, you mentioned the website, and it's kind of been, you know, I, I don't have ties in all parts of the state. And, I you know, I am definitely know a lot of people in different places across the state. But, you know, my hope has always kind of been to just to have a central platform to generate these ideas, like, oh, there's more out there, you know, and and I don't know when, I mean, I know that there's been other teams out there, the length of my playing career, we used to do tournaments, the NBC tournament back in the day, so, like, I, I've always been aware of that, but my eyes really were open, I think 2011, we actually went up to uh, Austin, Minnesota for the Spam Tone Challenge, and I, it's blown away. We were Minnesota supposed to be happened.
2: in that with you guys, and we bailed on, <laughs> but here, on 2011, remember that.
0: On we, 2011? Yeah, we were yeah. a yearly attending for for the next eight years until they stopped running it which but it opened up my eyes to what to what they had there and I'm just I it was it was incredible you know like sounds like you grew up in Minnesota so you have that kind of background with what exists there and it was just like why not here we have all these teams and leagues but we're just you know this group does this thing and this group does that thing and how can we make this tie together someday you know what I mean so yeah. That's gonna kind of be my my hope with the website over the years is just trying to generate everyone to one central location where' like okay, these are all these teams are all out there across the state, and maybe the some dots start to connect from there where why aren't we doing something bigger?
1: Hey, baseball fans, We're about halfway through the conversation here, so it's time to take a quick break and thank our podcast sponsors. That includes my friends at Aspen Creek Publishing who helped me publish my own book about town baseball beyond the fence a fun novel about town ball life based on lies and half-truths from my time around the game. You'll find it on Amazon.com or our website at BaseballCommute.com. You won't find it on Audible though, because frankly I just don't have the patience to read a whole book out loud. The last half of this episode is brought to you by The Guy Who Keeps Leaving His Glove in the Dugout. The Guy Who Keeps Leaving His Glove in the Dugout owing a dollar to Kangaroo Court each game since 1976. And hey, speaking of ways to generate a few dollars for yourself, if you're interested in advertising here on the pod, just hit us up at baseballcommute.com. All right, let's get back to the show.
0: You know what I mean? Together, collectively, et cetera. So that's kind of been my driving force over the years.
1: Well, and let's talk. Let's
2: talk about that. What are what are the barriers? Because I can, I can. I think the last time we either emailed or talked about it, I might have still been on the official board of directors of the WBA, but I am not anymore. So I do not have to worry about speaking for the WBA <laughs> whatsoever. Because I, you know, at the time, my my, my opinion, if you would have asked me um, what was in my heart, it was just. I would disband the WBA in a second if it meant we could join a statewide organization, you know. And you right. know it would be all of the same characters, the same some of the same guys who would run the board for the WBA or for the Rock River. Some of those guys would be on the state board, right? And you'd have your regional. It could happen, but I think one of the barriers is people maybe not wanting to give up their kind of piece of the pie or piece of the piece of the of the of the power, I guess. But what else? Right. What other barriers do you see, Jim? Because I'll take that one because that one's probably a little more controversial. What are, what are I mean, more I, I, about saying people are greedy? <laughs> but what are some of the other barriers?
0: I mean, I see? think I think the longstanding history, like I said, the both the Rock River, the Land of Lakes. I mean, the home talent more towards Madison. I mean, these are that covers most of southern Wisconsin. I would say there's probably 85, 90 teams in that three in those three leagues. They've all been around for nearly a hundred years, so there's a long standing history there that you're asking these leagues to kind of adjust you know how they've always done things, and that yeah. proved difficult um to obviously you know to get those ideas through and you know people to come on board with those kind of thought process with that being said and there are obviously other other issues i mean geography's an issue you know where do you have it you know you know we've well, obviously teams, if their game is in their backyard are going to travel better if it's, you know, three hours away. So it's, you know, logistics could definitely become an issue. I think with Minnesota, obviously they're fortunate in the fact that everything's kind of very central around the cities on some level. You have to seems right? you know, outside that bubble a little bit, but generally speaking, everyone's kind of within a hour or maybe two hour wind, a shot of, you know, driving wherever the, the state terminal would be, for instance. But, um, I guess what I was going to say, though, is just transitioning with trying to get some of these new thoughts and, you know, why not us and how can we get there? But with, with COVID, obviously, it was a very, you know, challenging thing to deal with this past summer. But I think a, a byproduct of that is it allowed us, at least in our league and the land of the lakes, to just try something different. You know, it's like, hey, we got to do something. You know, we can't do it in normal drawn out stuff. We're trying to maybe limit the crowds, et cetera, things like that. But I think it was an opportunity to really show people like, hey, we can do different things that are great for the league and the competitive games. And it's just everyone, you know, can still benefit from, from doing this and we could maybe do something else. And I, yeah. you know, we haven't, haven't had our final, you know, league meeting for the year and things like that. But I, I really feel like this was, a, I was happy we got to take a chance to take a, you know, have this opportunity to try something different this year just to have people other than myself being like, hey, we should try this, we should try this. Now these people got to experience it, and maybe we can build off of that.
2: You know, and it it was the same thing for the – it was the same thing for us with the WBA with the finals doing a – doing a a double elimination finals. Now, because we won it, I feel like I can't advocate for it and say, hey, it was great, people would be like, well, yeah, of course you think it was great. (laughs) But um, I, we won, I, we won our
0: tournament as well. So that, I mean, yeah, yeah right. So <laughs> of we're, course it was great. We're, you know?
2: Yeah. We're just worthless in terms of advocates here, <laughs> but, but that was, that was exactly my thoughts too, is that it just was something different. But what, what I hope it shows people is that the, the core of what we're doing is not necessarily the baseball part of it because no matter what the format of the baseball looks like what your what exactly your radius rule is and what exactly your drafting rule is and what exactly the tournament looks like that's the thing that causes us you know to to have these long drawn out discussions at board meetings and things but what it doesn't in the end you you still have a community you still have a baseball team you still have games for people to to attend or places for players to play and that's the stuff that's important that's the stuff you don't want to lose the rest of it is just details, right? But right. I think about what a difference it would make to your to your community for the teams that go deep into the playoffs or or win the whole thing. That um, gosh, you're the statewide amateur champion. What a big deal that would be! Um, right. So no, I think, but sure. I think you're right. I think geography is absolutely one of them. So if anybody is listening in, like Baraboo or like Toma, right? Like, what is <laughs> What is doable? Like, that's who, that's who needs just organize a tournament, call it the unified belt, and people will come. Like, no one is going to say, because i thought about this, Jim, in, in River Falls, we could just tell everyone, we're going to have a tournament the last weekend in September, and the teams that are going to get invited are going to be the teams who win their respective league championship. You get, a, you get an invite to this tournament. Sure. And if you don't show up, well sorry you just didn't, you don't get to have the Wisconsin unified title. <laughs> but I've never <laughs> wanted to do that because we are so far from you guys. So right. but if I lived in Baraboo or Tomah or one of these places that at least in my mind is about halfway, I didn't grow up in Wisconsin, so I don't know. I feel like this could work.
0: I think there's a way for it to work on some level. It's just it, it's collectively getting some of these these situations with these other leagues and, you know, just to start maybe thinking bigger picture is the word I always use. Um, I think we're closer than we've been. I'll say that. So uh, there's definitely work to yeah. be done, but I haven't
2: lost hope. No, me neither. We joke about this is something that we will just keep talking about for 30 years and never follow through on. But, but I do, <laughs> I agree. I I think there's a lot of stuff that in the, just in that not to get too philosophical but there's a lot of stuff in the world in general right now that that brings us close to closer together. If you just look at social media and telecommunications for better or for worse, one of the better things is that that it does connect us a little better across distance. Um, So, yeah, barriers, I think, I think geography definitely, definitely is one of them. How about how about timeline? This is one I've thought about, too, because I think one place where people maybe get hung up is on on football season. When do you guys get kind of wrap things up in the Rock River right now?
0: We've been, I would say, I've made a point of it since probably about twenty thirteen or fourteen. That Labor Day weekend is absolute, drop dead date. Yeah. But we we kind of allow for well, if there'd be a weekend wiped out with rainouts or something like that, we would bump it to the following week. So we don't really have a a plan in place to still adhere to that, you know, if something crazy would happen with weather or something like that. Um, but Labor Day weekend's kind of been our, our drop dead. And I've I've been trying to push for that. Like, I think that's – that's should it's a good drop dead. Obviously, that's what they do in Minnesota. And, you know, that's I, – I feel like that's probably – would work well here too. And once you kind of get past that Labor Day weekend, football starts up and, you know, you got guys high school and, you know college kids are going to or guys are going to college games or packers and whatnot you know there's there's football just that takes up people's weekends a little bit more for one reason or another yeah. and after Labor Day weekend so
2: well, and we over here we wrap up so much earlier than that that you know and that's something i've I've never liked and and I can go back to my years in in um when we were in Spring Valley when we were not very good and we weren't making the playoffs where your season would be over you know, July thirty first if you yeah. if you didn't make the WBA playoffs and then those playoffs only being, you know, two weekends long itself, um, it just it's always felt like such a short season that I would love to see us go all the way to, to Labor Day weekend as well. But maybe that's right. when we have to we'll put that tournament on Baraboo. Okay uh, and uh <laughs> you know and then you guys just back it up a week and meet us in Baraboo. Hey, you, so by just ourselves over. you know,
0: you know, we're interested. <laughs> <laughs> There's a game. We'll be there.
2: Yeah. So what are, what are, so I think we've, I think one thing we've established, Jim, is that, is that town ball looks the same pretty much all over the place. Right. I, I had Matt Walker on talking about it in Indiana. One of the, what do the facilities look like out, out on your side of the state? we over here we're we're kind of a mix of high school fields and some of the municipal stadiums, more, more stadium style, you know, you go to Minnesota, that's one thing that, that I will give them, yeah, that their right. facilities are just, you know, you have all these little grandstands built during the WPA and, you know, after, after in great depression era, even, you know, but what does it look like over, over
0: on your side? Um, definitely, definitely not the, uh, the Minnesota aspect. Um, but definitely more intimate places um you know there's a lot of the communities especially in the rock river league and even the land of lakes to some degree are you know, you're shocked to find that there's a, a baseball field in town as you drive through so they're they don't have the you know the the appeal maybe that the, the parks do in minnesota with the grandstands and things like that but the, the, it's like i said it's kind of more intimate um in some of these smaller communities that, that they make up a large part of our league. Um, a handful of places at like high school. We actually play at a high school now in Kewaskin. Um There have been a talk for a long time. We played on a really rough situation for a long time. It's just a community park, skinny field, just not in great shape. Uh, school came in and actually built a new field at the high school with turf. Um, so that's been a game changer for us. Um, concessions, there's some issues there as far as like alcohol sales and things like that that we're not allowed to do. But coming from our current situation, it's just, you know, I've kind of more focused on the baseball aspect. You know, I want to be able to get games in and not have to worry about playing on a dumpster fire. So, but yeah, there's not a ton of places. I mean, West Bend's got a kind of a cool setup with a grandstand. Sheboygan, the Sheboygan A's. Um, It's a pretty cool setup. They draw a couple hundred fans. um, Most games. Um, But yeah, there's not a lot of those kind of settings. So I would say it's more of an intimate situation. Um, We have a couple of places in some of the teams we play with, in we dabble in another league, uh, the Northeast Wisconsin Baseball League, uh, where we play where the Green Bay Bullfrogs used to play in Green Bay, so it's kind of a stadium setting. And we actually go down to Kenosha sometimes and play where the the Kingfish plays. Those are both Northwoods teams or former Northwoods teams. Yeah. So we have some nice settings like that. But I mean, it's not like you have there's not that energy you have necessarily. It's just a, a big stadium that's you know 17 people are in, so it's it's yeah. a little bit different. So. No,
2: but it sounds like, I mean, that's, to me, that's always one of the, just the cool things about being, being around town baseball and in different leagues and whatever, is just the variety of fields that you play at. Right. Um, Right. You know, that's, that's half the, I can remember that really early on as you're, you know, you and I are, are far down, but really early on, that was kind of one of the fun parts is showing up to a town and having no idea, Google has probably ruined this for us because there's pictures of everything, (laughs) you can scout it. Right. But showing up to not knowing where the field even was and then having no idea what it was going to look like and then getting to drive up and see it that, I mean, that was a fun
0: part. So. Yeah, I definitely take advantage. We've been going up to Minnesota for quite a few years now. And every year we try to take in a game somewhere. Um, It was just red wing and we went to Northfield one year. We've been at Tatanka a bunch. So it's always nice to play at different places. They have some incredible fields up there. So. Definitely a, a good time. River Falls yeah. is on the bucket list too. So <laughs> I was just
2: gonna say we've talked. You know what? I'm just pulling up to the field, so you'll hear if you listen to the Adam Churchill's podcast. I, we filmed that one or, or filmed it. We recorded that one this morning, and I said, "Yeah, I got to do some field work after work today." So now here I am after work. I'm pulling right <laughs> up to the field right now in RF because. Our our jobs that we've been given by uh, Randy Fireisen, he's one of our volunteers, um, kind of our head of facilities volunteer, Randy said, if you guys could pressure wash the garbage cans and clean out the dugouts, that'd be fantastic. I think the bigger field work time is tomorrow, but that's my job. I'm just pulling in, going to do some pressure washing of some garbage cans. So, the, well, I haven't uh, been as there, always, but...
0: the glorious side of town baseball. Yes, absolutely. Right I haven't been up there, but what you guys have done is, you know, looking from afar is, Nothing short of amazing. So, yeah, I'm excited so, to hopefully be there someday.
2: Yeah, we. I, so I was gonna say after we get off here, maybe I need to get shoot you an email so we remember to schedule because it seems like we've tried to schedule a couple different years, but always like we've already filled ours or it's you know whatever. So let's get let's get that going.
0: For sure, we definitely be game. So.
2: Yeah. Well, Jim, before I get out of the car, anything anything else? Any other words of wisdom for everybody that I didn't ask you about that came
0: to mind? Famous job uh,
2: question at the end. Anything else I
0: did <laughs> ask you? No, I think it's pretty good. I mean, it was fun talking. So, I mean, I'd definitely be willing to do it again. And, you know, as things come up, it, it's just good. I, th- I think it helps drive the communication, you know, across the states so that there's, there's baseball out there, you know, from... It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So, if we can promote it by doing something like this, I think that's great, obviously.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not trying to just knock you, Minnesota. That's not our plan here. We just want to <laughs> make sure we know it's in all parts of Wisconsin too. That's great. Well, Jim, have a great rest of your day. Um, I hope it's better than pressure washing garbage cans, but
0: <laughs> we, we all uh, yeah.
2: we all got stuff to do.
0: So we do. Thanks for coming. Well, have, yeah, we'll yeah, have a good weekend. Yeah, it takes, no, you too. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Yeah, bye.